Hi, I am Raul Gomez, and this is On Deck with Young Musicians on Old Classical Portland, where every Saturday at 5 p.m., we celebrate young musicians right here in our community. George Danzilaw is a 17-year-old senior at Lake Oswego High School, where he is senior class president. George started piano at age four and then moved on to violin, which he has played for nine years, leading up to a Carnegie Hall performance of solo Bach. Currently, in the background, you hear George performing the first movement of the Violin Concerto No. 1 by Max Brook, joined by pianist Maria Garcia. Later on, you'll hear some of George's original music and a couple of duos with his brother. Now, Carnegie Hall is a pretty neat thing to have on your resume, but I was also impressed with George's exploration of a different art form. I grew up in San Francisco, and as a kid, I saw you know these beautiful colors just sprawled out across urban walls and uh, this graffiti art, and I became sort of obsessive with it. It was just like the city seemed like it came to life almost with this art that surrounded everyone, and I felt like people almost took it for granted. Uh, and of course, I never condoned the vandalism of that graffiti sure. side, but there's also muralism and some other art forms which. I think really give way to a lot of self-expression. And so as a kid, you know, I, I spent several years studying that art form. I would like peel stickers off of mm. all kinds of surfaces in the city and save them in a collection, documenting the artists and taking photos of everything. And at some point I was like, you know, it's great admiring all these talented artists, but like I want to dive into the work myself and see what I can produce. And so I would sit in my dining room table and I would just doodle in sketchbooks and try and replicate the art that I had seen in the city. And to this day, I, I paint pieces in my garage. Very cool. How does that work, though? When you want to start a new work, do you have to paint over the old one? Exactly. When I do paint new pieces, I paint over. And that's something that has really stuck out to me with the graffiti art form, is that mistakes, they need to happen because that's when you start covering over lines. You begin refining your work. And sometimes, you know, making mistakes in like a big piece or some of the best mm accidental moves I made because I would kind of try a different approach after that um, and spray over them and in the end I'd be like wow this is not what I was expecting when I first sketched this piece out on paper. I think that's the beauty of it is that you never know what the end result will be with spray cans and your imagination. Do you find that this idea you were talking about uh, regarding making mistakes also applies to your music making? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, that's one of the big commonalities that I, I found between graffiti and uh, especially my violin playing. When I was young, especially like learning the piano, I, I got pretty hung up on little mistakes that I would make and it really scared me. I was, you know, I was afraid to, to put myself out there and it was kind of my own little personal thing, this music, and I didn't want anyone else to, to have their share in it in case I screwed up. Right. And, you know, along the way, many years later now, I look back and I just think, of course, I don't enjoy making mistakes now, but I take advantage of them now instead of shying away from them. Yeah. Do you feel like that shift was something that happened to you sort of suddenly or was it more gradual over time? It definitely wasn't necessarily sudden because it took some time for me. I think mistake by mistake, I learned the value in you know, embracing failure. When I was little playing, I, when I began on the violin especially, it's, it was difficult to transition from 
a keyboard to playing a string instrument because technically they're completely different realms and with the violin they were it sounded like a cat screeching for for some time <laughs> and it would keep my parents up at night when i was just like in in a room under dim light trying to practice and i would cry it had me like stumped for a while but i was determined to improve and and take the time to do so and so i think over that time i realized you know every time you you mess up don't start over keep going you know see how far i can play figure out what exactly am i playing i do not like about it and i would record myself i'd look back on things i would ask my parents for their input and that's when i really began i think evolving as a musician it took some time to realize but it was definitely worthwhile yes yeah and well you know when you talk about sharing your music when you were a kid and now that you're older that always means putting yourself in a vulnerable space right yes you're on stage or you're in front of a camera and you're doing something that's very intricate and personal you know the act of playing music but you have brought that sort of to the next level because now you're creating your own music how did you fall into singing and music production yes oh this is a space that i honestly never saw coming when i began to play guitar over quarantine i figured i was strumming songs and it just without the voice it always felt like there was a piece missing and I'd only sung in the shower. <laughs> and so it was something that pushed my comfort zone much more at that point. And so I began singing and recording tunes. Um, I think one of the first songs I learned was uh, Lights Down Low by Max, which is kind of which played on the radio for a long time. But it was like you mentioned, you know, sharing is a personal thing, sharing like that music. And especially when you put both your vocals and, and your playing into it. And that was probably the most vulnerable I had been but after singing other songs and singing covers similar to my graffiti you know i admired other artists for a while and i began to produce my own with uh, guitar and singing songwriting i you know got a little notebook jotted down some lyrics that came to mind about some of my experiences and before i knew it i was toying around on garage band and i produced a song <laughs> what was the title of that first one no one knew better the one time I played my song in the car, my first song, my friends had no idea. They were like, who is this? And I don't know this artist. And, and they enjoyed it. And they were kind of like nodding their heads to it. And I was like, guess what? My name is George Donzalo, and I'm 17 years old. You also, I understand, have used your music for causes that are important to you. And one of those causes is related to the Oregon wildfires last year, right? Yes. When these wildfires hit Oregon and the surrounding areas, my brother and I, um, he's also a musician. He, his name is Henri, and he plays the cello and also grew up playing the piano. And so we put together a virtual concert. We had a, it's a mix of solos, duets, and we posted it on YouTube. We launched a GoFundMe, and we raised over five and a half thousand dollars toward the Humane Society. And I, I was just so glad that I could help uh, with my brother, and we could kind of share that experience together. That is really wonderful and very inspiring too. So, congrats for doing that. Thank you. And what's next for you, George? What happens after high school? Yes, so um, I am committed to USC to study chemical engineering, and I, I'm especially interested in the sustainability aspect 
I love the outdoors. It's, I always try and get outside each weekend and uh, go for hikes or new adventures and, or fishing. And as I mentioned, the animals are a big priority in my life. And I wanted to kind of fuse my STEM focus in high school with my love for the environment. With chemical engineering, going to develop green energy or battery technology for electricity versus gas, and basically just converting our society to become more renewable as opposed to blasting through these resources that we cannot sustain on Earth is something that I'd like to go into. I definitely want to keep up my music at that school. Playing with others is something that I think is a feeling that's unmatched. And I, so I think joining a chamber group or a symphony orchestra would definitely like allow me to keep up with my violin while also getting involved in some music production. I've met some students at the school who are even producers for you know, big time artists. And it's just so exciting because I think that school is, has a strong programs in the arts as well as engineering where I'm looking into. Very nice. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about, George, for this interview? If, if you have time too, I'd love to ask you some questions about your background as well. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I Also, I think we've met um, in Ms. Nogueira's orchestra class. And then George Danzelok interviewed me. <laughs> a couple of things he didn't mention is that he will be attending USC as a presidential scholar. He is also a national merit scholar and an award-winning poet. You can read George's poem, Go For It, and you can listen to some of his original music on our website, oldclassical.org. While you're there, you can also listen to this episode of On Deck again, as well as previous installments. On Deck with Young Musicians is now also a podcast, and it's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So thank you for subscribing and sharing with your friends. I am Raul Gomez. Thank you for joining me, and come back next Saturday at 5 p.m. for the next On Deck with Young Musicians.